0: I'd like to think that I could pull off the whole long-haired look, but honestly, I'm just not sure it works for me hair-wise. Should we do a podcast? Shall we? Yeah, let's do it. The following podcast will contain spoilers and mm-hmm. explicit language. ready? Good are afternoon, ready? I'm ready. Good
1: afternoon, welcome to the Sunday afternoon podcast. Hey that's my job! Carry <laughs> With me, Michael Arkin and then him. Christopher Winsor. And today's film that we're going to review for it is your choice to speak. Chris. Yay, so I'm always right.
0: We are doing the 2017, and I do mean this when I say it's classic, that is Felmer. Yes, um, why do you film- introduce it to us, um, for those who not in the know. Yes, okay, so the self titled Thelma is one that I basically came across by accident. Um, I've been to an art house cinema, and I do like saying that Woo! phrase in Manchester, and it's so art house, it's called Home MCR. Home MCR? Yeah, well, that's to the go there one day. It's got, honestly, if you've been to the box, in fact, Yeah. the screen I was in was smaller than the box. Oh, yeah. It, it was oh, amazing. In oh, fact, oh this, has it got sofas? No, it's not on all seats, but honestly, it's smaller than that. But
1: um, um, no, you need to see, you need to check out my local cinema, Screen Three. I will and come up and check
0: out the local cinema. It's not small. It's basically just a glorified television. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. So yeah, I saw this at Home MCR um, because I did I deliberately went over to Manchester to see the Florida Project because it was very difficult to see the Florida Project anywhere else, and I noticed that this was being played just before it. So I thought, you know what, I've got some time to kill. Knowing very little about the film, I went in and see and went in and saw it. While well, I didn't go in and see it, I went in and saw it, having seen the trailer originally and really knowing from a little, very little about it. Okay. So to sum up, um, and we won't go on too much. As we did in the previous podcast. As there's not as much to talk about, but it's still good in my opinion. Felma uh, is
1: there's a Felma
0: is an eighteen or nineteen year old woman. Never really established exactly how old it is. How old she is rather? Why can't I all today? Who is living away from her parents' home for the first time, having grown up in what is a very isolated, to say the least, part of Oslo. Um, moving away to university she starts to take her, um, her studies seriously and she's not had an awful lot of socialising experience in the past so being thrust into this area she, she, she's very much a fisher of water she doesn't really know, I don't think how to be the how person to be, that she she's doesn't know how
1: to, how to interact with people who aren't her family yes um,
0: I mean, it, it's not said at the very beginning of the film, but it seems to be a very religious family where they don't really have, have an awful lot of freedom. Um, I don't. It's
1: mentioned throughout the film that, you know, the family is religious, uh, but I don't think that's, I think that's not what it is. No,
0: I don't think that's the crux on it. Um, I mean, she's constantly being checked on, checked in on by her parents. You know, they seem to be calling her every single evening, wanting to know what she's been doing why she hasn't answered her phone, why she hasn't called back. And to an, and at one stage, they fear she's lying because they checked her, um, her class schedules, and they're different to what they think they should be. It's like, okay, that's just a bit creepy.
1: But we find out, obviously throughout the course of the movie, there is a reason for a mistrust and the suspicions. Um... And the reason for them, the, the reason for them keeping their own quiet the time. Although
0: I think to an extent, I think it's fairly valid behavior and normal behavior to, to be, for most parents when they let their offspring go off. For most parents, I
1: I think. Oh, it's a bit far. They,
0: they go a bit far. I'll give you that. I mean, I certainly know. I I don't know about you. I mean, you um, obviously you. Um, still lived quite p- close to your parents I mean I don't know did you go to college did you go to uni away from I, Liverpool
1: I went to college I didn't go to university but um, was
0: that away from Liverpool or was it no Liverpool? I didn't go to
1: oh college was in Liverpool and did you move into student halls of residence or did you stay your
0: parents no, while was you were saying, studying it, it, it
1: wasn't it wasn't like university college it was like 16 to, 16 yeah. to college no another
0: another sort of one you um, so you never really had that disconnect from your parents at that age as such no um I think my parents would have probably trusted me well enough to to kind of leave me. I think they probably would. I mean, um, I I don't remember I don't remember your parents that much. Cause I don't really. Mem- I don't think I met them all on a couple of occasions. But they certainly came across like that. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, my parents were my parents were cool. My dad was, you know, you just let you do your own devices. And my mum, as long as he as long as he kept off with of that, she didn't mind. So you could do your own thing, and you know, um. As soon she checked in her now and again, she she
0: was alright with really. me. Yeah, I mean, in my in my case, I, I did I went to college away from my parents. But the first time I went to college, um, some of them went to university either. Um, I was living with my parents, then moved out for a while, didn't have much communication with them. Went to college again in Durham, again didn't have an awful lot of communication with them. But that's just because of the way my my dynamics work. But I don't think it's unnormal normal for parents to want to keep in touch with their, with their children when they're away for the first time. No. I mean, because when you think about it, right, and, you know, we're going to go back to the story in a minute. It is a bit, it's almost unnatural to expect people of 16, 17, 18 years old to go and live on their own in a completely new environment where people have never seen before. It's like, just get on with it. It's yeah. kind of scary, man.
1: And, and apart from that, you know, you've, in a lot of cases, you've got people doing things for like the first time that they've never had to do them for themselves before, or
0: never been able to do before. Yeah,
1: you know, you you, you have to kind of have to feed yourself, clothe yourself, make, you know, make sure everything is washed and presentable to wear. And I, I don't. Know I can ba- ma- I'm, I'm nearly forty. I can barely manage that now.
0: I, I don't know if you've ever had this feeling yourself, but I certainly had it when I first moved down to Liverpool, especially down to Liverpool because obviously it was a bigger city was this idea of I can go into town until 3 o'clock in the morning and I don't have to explain where I'm going or where I've been. I can get home at 4 in the morning pissed out of my mind and no one's going to tell me off and I don't have to eat my beans. As it yeah. happens, I like peas, but you know, I don't have to if I don't want to. Yeah. Oh, why would you not eat your peas? Well, yeah, peas are amazing. Exactly, garden yeah. peas, forget about it. No, a petit pois. Don't be so racist. Just, um... <laughs> so anyway, back to the story. So one day, in a library, where, um, where Felma is... An, I, love the, I love the way they pronounce the names, like Delima or something. Um, a large group of birds suddenly start circling around the university, around the campus. And hit the window, and Felma starts having what appears to be some kind of an epileptic fit on the floor. Yeah. And you don't really know why. It basically comes out of
1: nowhere. Um, but at the same time, you understand that it's related in some way to what's been going on. Just yeah. With the birds flying into the window. Because one flies into the window. So you understand immediately. It's something not quite right It's here. very symbolic,
0: isn't it? This, yeah. this
1: film is very much symbol- symbolic. It should be pointed out, by the way, the open scene to this movie...
0: Oh, of course, yes. That's what um, the opening scene, Sorry,
1: yeah. The opening scene to this movie is is quite frightening, <laughs> um, in a way that you yeah. don't expect an opening um, scene to be. Yeah, it opens with a, a young, let's what's, what's say, sixty years old. Sorry, we'll say about five, six years old. Yeah, about five. But no, I'd go say it's
0: about yeah, maybe five, six. Yeah, that's about right. A
1: young, a young Thelma out in the woods with a father who's they're ostensibly hunting deer is the reason
0: killing a sacred deer Uh, no deers were harmed in the making of this movie no and no deers were killed in the killing of the sacred deer either spoiler
1: anyway um, they're out in the woods and the the father spots the deer bears his sights on it but then slowly very very slowly turns the gun to point at the back of his own daughter's head and you, you can see the look on his face. He's, he's considering it. Um, at the last minute, because the deer runs off, he kind of shifts the aim and then his daughter turns around so it just looks like he was aiming for the deer and then it ran so he was unable to shoot. Yeah. But you can see in that instance where he's been considering, I need to shoot my my daughter. And that was a terrifying scenes to watch
0: yeah it, it's very I mean I think the reason why that works is A it starts off at the, it opens the scene basically B there's very little narrative as to why he's doing it to begin with and C it's so bland I think it almost makes it worse
1: yeah <coughs> excuse me sorry. because obviously you're in the middle of the Norwegian countryside so it's all ice and snow yeah So everything is white mm. and know the only shades of color in this are the clothes that people are wearing and that's as you say it's what makes it quite bland is that monochrome aspect of the background
0: but it's yeah my if if
1: that had made sense when i was watching and and what almost
0: makes it worse is you think if he went ahead with this and if he buried it probably wouldn't have been found probably would have got away with it
1: yeah I mean, you know who's who's going. To, who they going to tell, anyway?
0: Yeah, because they, they do live in a very isolated, very cut off um, area. It, it is in Oslo they live, isn't it? If I remember no, right. No,
1: it's right. Um, it's outside. She goes. It's outside. That's
0: right, and they live out somewhere somewhere indistinct outside of Oslo. Yeah.
1: Um, I could probably because my ex-wife is Norwegian. So, if we, if we really needed to, I could probably track down the exact location. We should
0: have had her on the podcast, right? We should have got her on Skype.
1: She doesn't have Skype.
0: How does she not have Skype?
1: She, she doesn't have a computer.
0: How does she not have a computer? She's... I don't know. I mean, she has a computer, she just didn't, doesn't use it. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, so, yes. Um. Yeah, okay. So, that's basically the opening um, of the film, really, um, unlike other films that I think we've discussed, I really want to avoid spoilers in this. I want to talk about it, but I really want to avoid giving anything away. Yeah,
1: I agree with you there, because because this is probably the most recent movie we've ever done. Yes,
0: it is to be fair. Um, it was a, yeah, as I said, it was two thousand and seventeen. This came out. Yeah, and
1: I think the only other recent movie we've done really is Green Room. Yes. Yeah.
0: And even then that was a couple of years. That after was, it came that was out. a
1: couple of years, but this is less than a year old. Yeah. So really want to avoid spoils. I would say as as a psychological horror, and that's that's really what this, this um, is to me. I wouldn't
0: call it a horror, but, but definitely a psychological drama. So yeah.
1: Thriller. I would say this stands up with Hitchcock. Mm. Just for the tension. Yeah.
0: But I mean don't go along with it, that's a of a statement though.
1: Yeah, um, and you told me last night. The two two young female actors in this the lead actress. had only ever been in one. Movie uh, she'd before. only done
0: one film before. That she'd done some acting before, but it was never anything amazing. Oh, sorry, nothing any sig- of any significance. Sorry, that came. And a her
1: arguably, co lead who plays that yeah. Anya. Anya, um, this was her first movie. Yeah, and. If you watch this movie, folks, you would not guess that, this, that these two actors are so inexperienced mm-hmm. because they are standout excellent. Yeah. Um, And you carry this with a with confidence that belies that that lack of experience. Um, and it really it, it stands up. It, it really... It's, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, it it's a standout excellent
0: movie. I mean, I, I fell in love with this film right away and I couldn't wait to talk to Derek about it on the Iconic Romantic podcast, um, when I saw it. Um, the storyline is in a both is both in a way easy to follow because and pick up right away where the episode's coming from. But at the same time it's not particularly easy. Not because it's complicated, but because even though you know when you know kind of where the episode's coming, you don't really you don't really appreciate um, and I know that contradicts what I'm saying, but it, I think I think you understand what I mean by that. If, if the timelines jump, um, all over the place. So if,
1: one instance, it's it's in, if you will, present day. In in the Rutherford. it's it's back when uh, Thelma is six years old and even younger in some instances. Um, and it it delves into a very complicated.
0: Yeah,
1: he uses timelines time very well. He uses yeah. timelines very well, and it goes into what, what is a very complicated family history, um, and explains a lot more about that opening and scene, and yet
0: very little at the same time.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it gives a bit more, a bit more background, I'd say, to the opening scene. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, um I mean, this is um, filmmakers, and I'm gonna probably pronounce this incorrectly here. Um, jo Joshim Mathia, full film, um, after... Joachim. watch are, him? Sorry? Joachim. watch him? Yeah, that's probably right. Um, after Reprise, Oslo Walker's 31st and um, Loud of the Bombs, which I was sure I'd seen that I hadn't seen Loud and the Bombs. Uh, sorry, I, I was sure I'd seen Loud and the Bombs, but I haven't. Um, I think the film I was thinking of, um, Loud and Extremely Close. Um, so I, I, I got that wrong. It
1: be Loud and Extremely Close, you mean? Uh, sorry. Is that isn't that incredibly loud and extremely close? Yes,
0: that's it. It's about September the eleventh, from what I remember. I've got it on DVD. I've just never got around to watching it one way or the other. I really need to get out. But I really want to both. I really want to see louder, and I really want to see Oslo. Um, as both films sound um very interesting, and based on his directing in this, I think there's an awful lot to love about him as a director.
1: Um, I would agree with that. Um, and it's not often that I award directors. And I don't when I say this stands up for Hitchcock. That's not that's not a damn praise. I I'm a Hitchcock fan. I grew up watching Hitchcock, and I wouldn't say that kind of thing. It's it's on difficult whim.
0: though for for an awful lot of films. I think for in fact for most films, unless you've got someone who is a true master, it's difficult to see their directing and how it directly influences a film. Um, it's mainly actors that really push the film along, not necessarily a director. Yeah. But In this case, I think it does. In the case of Tarantino, it does. In this, you know, and there's there's an awful lot more beside, as well as you say, um, Hitchcock. Um, the, he's got a very distinctive style. Um, I can't remember the name of the director, so don't you know? Sorry for that, but I can't. Um, was the director who made um, Dogtooth, um, uh, the Lobster? And Killing the Sacred Deer. He's got a very distinct style. When you watch yeah. all three all three films together, um, as I was saying to you last night, um, the way that they the way that they're written, the way the dialogue is delivered, the way that they, the they're filmed, it's very specific. It's to very idiosyncratic. I- it yes, and even though all three for all three of those films are very different films in their own right, they're all sort of similar in a very. I mean, Dog Two. Well see the film make up your own mind, especially in comparison to film the sacred deer but it's very similar in, 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 a, in, a, in a in a way um so yeah ellie Harbo, humble who again i hope i pronounce that correctly um plays Filmer and she's just wonderful she's got charm she's got beauty and she's got presence um that just in my opinion make you want to invest in her um i think she's very understated i think she's very quiet but in the best way possible um, and as I say she hasn't been in an awful lot before, before this and I think that's uh, you know and to be fair I think I can understand that and I do think that she could break into mainstream cinema I don't know
1: I think she could in, in a way that you know other, other actresses from Scandinavia have in recent years and um, there's nothing to stop her from, from making it big
0: yeah I mean, being only 24, I think she has got a very good future ahead of her and she could have a very good future ahead of her. The problem is, I'm not sure she will because I'm not sure she's going to break, break any boundaries in mainstream cinema because I'm not sure <coughs> she's, got the, she's got the appeal that Hollywood films would look for. That's not a detriment towards her. That's not being nasty towards her. I'm just not sure that she's got going for it. What an awful lot of filmmakers are necessarily looking for, to be perfectly honest. If you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. She's stunning. She's beautiful, but not in the way that Hollywood cast Hollywood would cast. You know what I mean? She, she, yeah. She, she, she reminds me of the girl next door look, except that as we've seen in Hollywood films, the girl next door girls are the pretty ones that put on a pair of glasses and then suddenly they're not attractive. To... Yeah. And you've seen she's all that, right? No, I have Oh, it's brilliant. It's I've,
1: I've brilliant. seen another TV movie, which...
0: It's about this girl, right? And she's really fit, but she wears she's glasses. she's because she and, wears and, glasses. And, she, and she wears dungarees. And then suddenly she puts on a dress and takes off her glasses and swings her hair. And my God, she's fucking attractive. is Rachel Holmes? No, no, you're, you're, you're getting your character's mixed up here. We've had Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes, sorry. And Rachel... <laughs> Rachel Lee Cook, yes, yes, very good. But do you know how they're connected? Both Charlize Tom Cruise. No, they're both in Dawson's Creek. Ah, uh. Rachel Lee Cook was only in a few episodes, and she got kicked off in Dawson's Creek. But she actually did. I'm not making that up. Of course. Um, and she was also in Antitrust. Rachel Lee Cook was. She was very good at it. But anyway, yes. Um. Yeah, what were we saying? Yeah, but I thought she was brilliantly casting this. I, I really she is amazingly casting this. She's a really good choice for this, I've got to say.
1: Um, and again, I've not seen her in anything else because. And you probably
0: I'm not... won't. If I'm brutally honest, you probably won't.
1: Well, I mean, the only reason is I'm not the kind of art house film, film fan that you are. I don't really particularly search out world cinema. Um, Never really have, but. It's just my preference, and I've got nothing against it. By the way, I, I, no, I'm not. No, one of, I'm I, not one I, of these people who sits here and goes, "No, I oh, can't concentrate because it's got subtitles." Yeah. No,
0: I understand what you mean. I mean, the problem that we that we have and that we still have is it's still very difficult to watch foreign cinema in this day and age. Um, we we happen to be lucky. Um, we have fact in the that tends to show our house films. Um, I was lucky to discover home um, in Manchester, and I go there quite a lot whenever I go to see my sister. In where Manchester?
1: is that by the way? Is that in... where
0: No, it's close to there. It's round the corner from um, not Piccadilly Gardens, although it might be. What are the two stations just before the airport?
1: You've got Oxford Road. Yeah, Manchester Victoria, and then and then Piccadilly.
0: I think it's Oxford Road. It's just around the corner from Oxford Road in that old factory industrial area. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's actually very cheap. Um, if you go there on a Saturday, I went there at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon um, and I got in for £6. That's
1: not bad.
0: And for saying, compared to the Odeon, that's fucking amazing, frankly. Because even fact, charges 12 quid, 12 quid a go. Fucking you know. hell. I know. They still charge quite a lot of money. Where are you going? No way. My stood up. I'm worried he's leaving me. You alright there? Yeah. Are you, it? Are you late it in Oh, I see. Well, that's because I've got the comfy chair. Yeah. Do you want a cushion? No, sorry. Right. Do you want one of those donut ring things to help your hemorrhoids? No, of us. Yeah, that's alright. Just let me know. No, okay, I'll do. But I i buy you one. Anyway, Mike hasn't got hemorrhoids, just for the record. Okay, so the next person... Cut you off. That I know of. So the next person we have, and really unlike a lot of films that we've covered before, we're probably only going to focus on the main on t- the two main characters because actually no, we'll talk about the father. We will talk about the father and the mother. Yeah, okay. So we will talk about more characters than the main. Um, Kate Wilkins, um, who plays Anya is one of the genuine shocks for me. Um, as we say, this is a first role in any film, and it just blows my mind. It's very rare. I think to get actors who make their on-screen debut and completely shape, completely shape your idea of who they are yeah. as actors. And this is this quite a bold choice for the first movie. Definitely.
1: Um. Not to give too much away, but certainly you were the thought, and I, even actor with more experience would kind of shy away from this kind of role. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I agree.
1: And uh, maybe that's a Western thing. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's a Hollywood thing that you wouldn't get. So say so you Scar Johansson mm. jumping after the opportunity to do this role.
0: Yeah.
1: But I think the fact that she's taking it on into her first role is it stands testament to her bravery. Yeah. No, I know I know what you
0: mean. I, I agree. Um, I mean I, I I still remember seeing um Jacob Tremblay in Room. And thinking, what a good young actor he is. But even Room wasn't his um, wasn't his first film. He, he'd done a lot more beside this. Um, I think the only person I can really think of that I can um, that I can compare Keir Wilkins to um, was Thomas Laurier, who was much younger um, when he played the role in um, as Julian in Custody. Um, it's the first film he ever done. He was a lot younger, and good God, he was amazing. You know, he, he, terrifying but amazing at the same time and to be fair that was an incredibly drastic role for me Anya brings Thelma to life not just in the character but in the film in general yeah um she's the driving force to bring Felma out of a shell and the fact they end up having an a arom- romantic relationship is important um for the obvious reasons and for the not so important reasons as well and I just think it's a beautiful friendship and a beautiful relationship in general I think it is both at the same time there's it? There's a moment
1: in the film where, um, where Thelma's father says, um, Did she show any interest in you before you wanted her? Yeah. And this is, I'm hoping not to give too much away, but obviously, in the context of the film, uh, and knowing what you find out throughout the course of the film about Thelma, I think that's, that's, a, that's a very good question. Are you influencing her because you want to be wanted? And it's it's just that wow. Um, I mean, don't wrong, that's a, that's a that's probably a superpower. A lot I us wish we could have. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But it's it's just that I think it's a think a bold, brave movie to make. as your, your first or second movie?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, this is a film to be proud of. Um, you know, I think it's. I think it's got the right amount of horror, suspense, with enough twist to keep you guessing, um, and question exactly what's going on and question what you're seeing on screen. And it doesn't give too much away. I think it's very good in the sense of that it doesn't tell you the full picture. It, it gives it away very slowly, and even then, you yeah. never really get the full
1: answer. It's it's, it's it's sparse. I think is the best way to describe it. It's, it's a sparse film. Yeah. And that again, it doesn't give everything away. It doesn't give everything it's too much away at once. Yeah, and it's like a, it's like a drip feed. Mm-hmm. In that, you know, most films kind of overload you within the first five minutes. Of yeah, these are all the characters. This is everything that's going on now. Catch up.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And this film doesn't do that. It it's a very slow introduction. And it's a very slow build up. And it finishes slowly. Yes. With no full explanation as to what the hell you've just been watching. But that's that's what makes it stronger for me, I think, is that Yeah.
0: It it doesn't first of all it doesn't out, out, outlast its welcome. No, it's not a particularly long film. I think it's only let's see how long it is. Um Oh is it, well it's just it's just under the two hour mark. Yeah. yeah. Just under the two hour. And uh, it,
1: it feels it, yeah it doesn't. If, in some ways it feels longer because it's because I that kind of drip feed. yeah um but at the same time it doesn't really feel like, like an incredibly long movie
0: i mean i'm really glad that you did enjoy this because i was genuinely worried when we were watching it last night of did i build this up a bit too much in my own mind and because I've not seen this since I saw it at the cinema. I I, I bought the DVD as soon as I could get hold of it, but last night was the first time I've seen it since I originally saw it. Yeah. And I did worry, have I built this up in my mind too much? Was I... As I say, when I saw this, I saw the abysmal Florida project, so that made this film a hundred times better. And I do worry... I did worry, rather, last night, that, well, maybe this wasn't... Was it because of... Yeah, maybe it wasn't as good as I thought it was. Yeah. Um... So, obviously, you'd never heard of this film. Or, or ha- well, had you heard of this I'd before? Heard it f- I'd
1: heard of the film, I think, because, yeah, I think Mark Ramode reviewed it. And right. I think he was it, possibly in his top ten.
0: I think it was for his 2017 list, yes. Yeah.
1: So, I'd heard of it because Ramode had reviewed it.
0: What What do you remember him saying? Because I don't really listen to it I can't anymore. remember. No. Um, I, don't, I don't want you ready. Right.
1: I didn't listen to it, but... Um, Seems, remember you, 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 you enjoyed it and said we need more of this. Yeah. Um. You know, please. This is this is the antidote to all the all the kind of bland Hollywood. Uh,
0: Transformers of the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't tell you anything about it, and I don't. I don't think I explicitly said to you don't read anything about this before. But I deliberately kept it a secret from you, apart from sent, until the point where I thought, well, you're not going to be able to make it over at all, and it's like, well, I've got to tell you at some point so that you can actually watch the damn thing. Um, obviously, you tried to watch it, couldn't for legal reasons. We won't say why. do not really matters. Um, so obviously last night was your first viewing and your first really understanding of what we were watching and what it was
1: I had, you hadn't said not to read anything about it and I, uh, you think I did and I, I had purposely chosen to kind of avoid <coughs> once you, once you told me this is the film we are reviewing I had chosen to purposely avoid reading anything about it because I didn't want to be swayed <laughs> one way or the other
0: because um, we both know reviews are very subjective yes um, and we've both said in the past we are not film reviewers no we do not consider ourselves to be film reviewers we just like talking about film
1: but i didn't want my opinion of, of this film to be kind of swayed by anyone else because uh, i've read a good review where he said this film is excellent, and that's what I would have brought into it. Could have easily read it, a negative review where they said, This is the worst film that's ever been made, and that's what I would have brought into it. So I've yes. always really been prejudiced one way or the other against the film. Yeah. Um. So I didn't want that. I wanted to come into it, if you will, naked as a new ball of land.
0: No, I know what you mean. Um. It, it's, it, it's, it's, It's very, it's almost a kiss of death when you see films when reviewers say, oh, this is the greatest horror film ever, I remember they said that about Blair Witch Project, like um, people were saying that the the maker of um, Your Name has been called the latest, has been called um, the new Hayao Miyazaki, and he's deliberately said, please do not not. say that I do not want to be compared to one of the greatest animators living or dead because it sets a precedent out that I cannot possibly live up to what was my train of thought oh yes, that was it, reviews, that's what we're talking about
1: yeah, it, it is the kiss death and so I'm to death, so I try and avoid it whenever possible. Um, I mean, don't be me wrong, a bad review for me can often be the reason to watch a movie. Yes, same. To be fair, uh, um, because yeah. the for me the worst review a movie gets, I'm like, ah, I am willing to pay for that. <laughs> um, with some exceptions, obviously. Yes. Um but yeah for me a good review can be just can be just as damning as a bad review mm-hmm. a, a bad review can be just as positive as a good
0: review it depends on what sort of film it is I've often heard it say that if an independent film gets bad reviews it's probably going to do well if a good film gets bad reviews it's probably not going to matter because you've got a building an audience anyway exactly it's like with um, I mean for my family
1: they make good movies anyway because they've built up to it but for instance the Marvel Universe yeah uh, the Marvel Universe is always going to make a, a billion dollars per movie because they've built up to it, they've got that built an audience and people people are invested in it one way or the other, people want to see what happens so yeah, the new Avengers for instance mm. it's the biggest box office opening of all time Yeah, or I believe hit. that yeah. Black Panther still holds the record for it Right. Uh, which was the previous entrance in the Marvel Universe but because they've already got that unit, that that built-in fan base. Yes. So that's all, you know. Marvel can, Marvel's next movie could easily be How the Duck, <laughs> a remake of How the Duck, because that is a Marvel comic. And How the Duck has already been made as a movie. George yeah. Lucas was involved. <laughs> yes. It was a terrible movie. It destroyed you know, I've never the, seen it, and I don't think I need to. It destroyed the career of the director. And yet if Marvel made that movie today, it would it would make bank. Yeah. You can guarantee it. Yeah. I
0: mean, to an extent, it, it doesn't matter, really. Um, yes, so the point was, you've not seen the film, you've not heard about it, you've not read anything about it. Um... <laughs> You are quite an open-minded guy. I know that in general. Um, so what was your what was your thought in general when I said, okay, we're going to be watching this foreign film, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. What was your general feeling when you first saw it? What? I know you enjoyed the ending, but what did you, what did you feel watching it, seeing what was going on, and the ending, you know, what what was your overall feeling about this? Because I, d- I don't, this isn't going to be a long one, because I don't feel we've got an awful lot to say about it, except to say, watch it.
1: I think, this was, I think all along this was a film about secrets. Mm-hmm. And we find out throughout the movie there are some deep dark secrets within the family, Um and how that's dealt with. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not really dealt with. The, the secrets in the No, family.
0: they're not. Um it, You don't really it's find kind out, of out brushing where they come under from.
1: the carpet. Um, Which i would like to see to see a bit more about kind of, the grandmother.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it's difficult to. I, I would love to break down every element of this film and talk about all of the storyline because there is so. There, there is, is so a, there much. Is, and yet, at the same time, there's no, Yeah, it's, it's strange. There's it, so it's a, much story. There's a, so much going on. But it's a pleasingly
1: simple movie. Yeah. Because there's, there's not a lot going on. And yet, at the same time, there's absolutely fucking everything going on. Yes. Part of my language, folks. Um,
0: um, what can we What can we say that's not going to be massive spoilers? That's that really stands out. Um, too much of young girls having
1: a lesbian fling. Um,
0: yes, there's a, there's there is
1: the, the scene with the modern interpretive dance.
0: Oh God! Yeah, of course. Um, other
1: than that, I would say honestly. If you're as curious as I was, go out and watch this movie. You will not be disappointed. If you are disappointed by this film, quite frankly, leave the podcast and never come back to us again. <laughs> no,
0: don't say that. We need all this as we can get.
1: Um, don't listen
0: to him. Don't don't switch off, please. Don't switch off. I don't mean right now.
1: But no, this is this is this is an incredibly enjoyable film. Um, it's tense. It's dramatic, and yet. The same, I can see this easily being ruined by Hollywood in the next two
0: years. I really hope they don't do a remake. I mean, for full disclosure, this didn't make my, my top ten of 2017. Mainly because 2017 was such a strong year for cinema. It was it was amazing. I mean, um, I, 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 I know what my number one film was, and I think you know what my number one film was, because I've been going on about for the last year and a half. Um... It wasn't but your name by any chance. Yes, it? it was! Um, but it didn't make my top, it didn't take my, make my top ten. But it could have quite easily. And I don't know why it didn't make my top ten, but it could have quite easily done so.
1: Number 11,
0: then? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was in my honorable mentions at the very least. Um, I mean, it's not easy to get hold of this film. Um, it's not on Netflix, so it's not on Amazon Prime. The only streaming service that I found that's actually showing it um, is Movie and even then you can only watch it for a limited period of time, so I'd suggest getting it on DVD. Um, if you want to watch it, try and watch it on DVD. The only problem that we have with streaming services is obviously you don't get an awful lot of subtitles, and yes, for the record, this is a subtitled film. Um, it's no reason what you expect. Indeed, indeed. Despite what things thinks, the entire world does not speak English. I... Okay, yeah, I did say that. To be fair, it was like three beers in at that stage. Um, no, that was your first here you? Oh yeah, it was, wasn't it? We should really do live commentary and actually watching these films. It could be quite amazing. Um Yeah, I don't really have an awful lot more to say, and again, not in a horrible way, but because I don't want to give. As I say, I don't want to give too if much we, away. If we
1: talk more about it, we will be giving spoilers away. Yeah, um, we don't want to do that because this is a new movie, folks. It's not a. It's not a film many people would have seen. If you want to see it, please do go out and watch it. You won't be disappointed. When I say this stands up with Hitchcock, I mean this stands up with Hitchcock. It's, that's not faint, damn and praise. That is an honest review from a, from a person who loves the movies of Hitchcock. Who grew up watching Psycho and always hid behind his fingers <laughs> at, at the shower scene. Um, and th- this, 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 kind of di- this kind of direction is stand up next to that. talking about Hitchcock the birds it's that kind of tension that kind of psychological tension I'd say as opposed to as opposed to cycle or anything else North by Northwest Hitchcock is what I'd say Um, if you can uh, download it stream it buy rent it on DVD however you get hold it is watch the film
0: um, I, I honestly do think people should buy this because if anything else you're going to give money to the filmmakers to try to make to get them to make more films like this um, and that's no bad thing in my opinion and
1: uh, hopefully we'll get to see more of those two fantastically leave actresses,
0: actresses yes well I don't know but we'll have to see but yeah, we'll call it time there. Thank you once again for joining me, Michael. And thank you once again for listening, everybody. I know this has been short, but that's simply because, as I say, we don't think of anything away. We will be back in two weeks' time, although we're considering the format at the moment. Um, it's your choice next. Have you already started thinking about what film you want to show Yes, me? I
1: have. Really? Yes.
0: Do you want to give us some kind of a hint as to what it is? And it better not be Blue Brothers 2000.
1: No, it's not Blue Brothers 2000. Good. Definitely no. not. because Just as. Just as Disclaimer on this, folks. boys with the Two Thousand, terrible movie, superior soundtrack. <laughs> that is my one and only review of Blues with the Two Thousand. The movie sucked. The soundtrack is awesome.
0: I'll take your word for that because I hated the original anyway, so it doesn't really matter to me.
1: No, the, the soundtrack for me is better than the original, and the original is one of my top ten all-time favorite soundtracks. So for it to be better than that,
0: yeah. Yes, as again, thank you for listening, everybody. We can be found on SoundCloud. We can be found on on, on iTunes. We can
1: also be found in the pub.
0: Yes, we can be found in the pub. I'm also at some point hoping to start uploading these to YouTube. Um, just to try and get a bit more of a branch but I'll see how I can uh, I don't know how to do that so I need to work that out yeah um, I can be heard on Iconicomatic once every fortnight with Derek talking about Moral State films you can't be heard by Mike in any other capacity because he didn't do this in any other capacity um, but thank you for joining me and good night.
1: goodbye folks this has been Sunday afternoon with me Mike Larkin.
0: doing my job for me fuck
1: you Were well, you were doing
0: it I did you said goodbye. You didn't I did the t- outro. Go on, carry on.
1: It's been Sunday afternoon, said we're coming to you live on Saturday morning with me, Michael Larkin. Well, it's
0: not live, is it? Because they're, they're listening. Oh, shit. It's a recording. We recorded it live. Well, obviously we recorded it live. How else would we record it? Just close yourself out. You're the one that wants to do the outro. Close yourself Come out. Come on, just do the outro. I'm him. Christopher Christmas <laughs> Goodbye, folks. Jesus fucking Christ. You have been listening to Sunday Afternoon Cinema, which is a recorded podcast. The podcast was hosted by myself and Mike Larkin. The podcast was recorded, produced and edited by myself, Christopher Windsor. If you've liked what you've heard, please consider subscribing on iTunes or following on SoundCloud. Thank you for listening.